Spinner. Welcome to Notebook, a guide to art, culture and tourism in Tokyo. I'm Stuart Monroe and around this time each Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I'll bring news and views from Japan. On today's episode, we unwrap the final project by Christo and Jean-Claude. But first, Egypt. All eyes are trained on the Middle East this year. The FIFA World Cup 2022 in Qatar is finally underway, while November marks the 100th anniversary of the British archaeologist Howard Carter breaking open the seal and door to the tomb of King Tutankhamun near the Egyptian city of Luxor. Early this March, it was announced that a Japanese research team had concluded an iron dagger found in the tomb of Tutankhamun had been forged from meteorite at temperatures close to 1,000 degrees. The dagger's golden hilt, belonging to the Egyptian ruler, also showed unusual traces of calcium, suggesting plaster had been used in its decoration. But Egypt in the 14th century BC lacked the technology to manufacture iron or plaster, and further discoveries along the Nile River on mint tablets made of clay suggest the iron dagger was more likely a gift from Mitanni, a kingdom in northern Mesopotamia and an area now known as present-day Iraq. In the 1990s, a team of researchers at the National Museum of Japanese History conducted experiments to determine the strength of swords forged from such iron. Manufacturing a sword under 950 degrees would be possible if the iron contained as few impurities like sulphur and phosphorus as possible. Of course, the other challenge would be forging a material strong enough, and Tsutomu Saito, part of that research team, and now a professor at the museum, believes instinct and experience would have helped the swordsmith attain the best temperature to manufacture Tutankhamun's dagger, along with the other artefacts found in Egypt. Along the west coast of the Persian Gulf, the World Cup is taking place in the Qatari heat. And to the east, the largest and only permanent artwork is being designed for the Abu Dhabi desert, the Mastaba, a project for Abu Dhabi conceived in 1977 by the duo known for their environmental installations, Christo Vladivirov Javachev and Jean-Claude Danet de Gilbon, otherwise known as Christo and Jean-Claude. It'll be the largest contemporary sculpture in volume anywhere in the world, a sculpture said to echo the region's Islamic architecture. Bordering Saudi Arabia and 160 kilometers south of Abu Dhabi in the desert of Liwa, the Mastaba will be 150 metres high, 300 metres long and some 225 metres wide. In 2007 and 2008, Christian Jean-Claude invited engineering professors from ETH Zurich, the University of Illinois, Cambridge University and Hossor University in Tokyo to prepare structural feasibility studies for the installation structure. Eventually, the concept prepared by Hossoi proved to be the most technically sound and innovative, and an application for construction is currently in the process of being submitted for government approval. Once granted, we'll see the construction last at least three years until it's finally complete. The entire substructure will be assembled flat on the ground, and from there, ten of elevation towers will raise the entire structure into its final position within the matter of several weeks. Christo and Jean-Claude were born on the same day in the same year, June the 13th, 1935. Christo in Bulgaria and Jean-Claude in Morocco. Fate would bring them both to Paris where they'd meet in the fall of 1958, starting a lifetime of creative collaboration together. After moving to New York in 1964, they realised numerous large-scale projects worldwide. And after Jean-Claude's death in 2009, 
Christo continued to work under both their names, bringing to fruition some of the projects they'd both envisioned. And as per Christo's wish, the Mastaba would be carried out by his nephew Vladimir Yavachev, who worked closely with them for over three decades. Postponed by a year due to the pandemic, their final project in Paris temporarily wrapped the Arc de Triomphe, a project currently on display at Tokyo's 2121 design site. The Paris Monument was wrapped for 16 days from September the 18th until October the 3rd in 2021, but sadly Christo passed away the year before without witnessing its completion, 60 years after it was first conceived. The project saw them return to the city where they'd wrapped the Pont Neuf Bridge in 1985, an extraordinary gesture repeated throughout their lifetime, from surrounding islands in Florida to filling an entire Colorado Valley in 1972, as well as extending a running fence over 40 kilometres of Southern Californian countryside in 1976. Christo and Jean-Claude, Lac de Triomphe wrapped, is currently on display at Tokyo's 2121 design site in Tokyo Midtown until February the 12th next year. That's all for now. I'll be back for this week's second instalment on Wednesday, November the 30th. And if you enjoyed this episode, you might consider rating us on Apple Podcasts or simply think about spreading the word online. Until then, thanks for listening. This continues to be Notebook.